We believe in functional mental wellness, a holistic approach to mental health. We know that there's hope for those of us who have experienced trauma, even profound trauma, and that's why we created the Universe Is Your Therapist podcast. We believe whether you call it God, the universe, source, unity, or love, that there is something much greater than us that conspires for our good. We envision a world of healing and connection, and we teach you simple but powerful practices that integrate your mind, body, and spirit so that you can come home to your highest self and your truest identity. You are not broken, you are loved, and you can heal. My name is Amy Hoyt, and together with my sister, Lena, we will take you on a journey of healing and self-discovery. Welcome back to another episode. We're so excited to continue our 30-day challenge of moving our bodies for one mile every single day and to continue the theme of movement and mental health. So today's episode, we're going to specifically focus on how we can use a concept called micro steps to form habits, because we are very aware that for 40% of American adults, movement is not part of the daily activities. So we want to help us get over that resistance that we're feeling to it. Yes. And what do you think, Amy, is some are some of the things that help us do micro steps? Like what is a micro step? So a micro step is a very, very incremental or small step in the direction where we ultimately want to go. So for moving, if I want to run a 5k, in fact, there's programs called, you know, couch to 5k or couch to 10k, and they start with micro steps. So they start with walking for, X amount of minutes. And then they walk you through um, a schedule that helps you build on each of those micro steps. So a micro step is a little step that's going to help you get where you want to go. It inches us toward our goal. And the, the beautiful thing about micro steps is the brain has a very strong natural resistance to change. And so um, as soon as we even think about a change that might be difficult, the brain starts telling us all the reasons why it won't work and our brain gets overwhelmed. And so then we stop before we've started. I have loved teaching the concept of many habits or micro steps to my clients for several years. What I found most helpful is to start so small. One of my clients wanted to exercise more. And I said to them, what if you just put on your tennis shoes right when you wake up? That's all you got to do. Put on your tennis shoes. And she came in two weeks later and she's like, I've exercised eight times in the last two weeks. Just because I had my tennis shoes on, I could just go outside and take a quick walk. And that is such a great example of micro steps. Yeah, I love that. And I also want to be transparent with the audience. And um, this is, I'm passionate about this because I am at a point where I need some micro steps to get moving. And so selfishly, this challenge is just about um, as much about us getting moving as we want to help you all get moving. Um, But I love just putting on the tennis shoes as a way to move towards exercising. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we talked about in our last episode is the 
difference between the term exercise and movement. Mm-hmm. And can you walk us through, not everyone, because some people really love to exercise, but the 40% of Americans who aren't moving their bodies, can you walk us through what's going on with the brain when we use the term exercise versus the term movement? Sure. Um, The word exercise has a lot of connotations and it has a lot of layer of meaning. And for most of us who have struggled with movement throughout our lives, we're very familiar with going into the doctor's office, having them let us know that we've gained two pounds or 10 pounds and that we really need to start moving and eating better. And Although that is awesome advice, what I learned when I was doing my brain training about eight years ago is that the emotional brain is like, no way. It's too hard. It's too overwhelming. I have too much stress. I have too much going on. And so the idea behind the micro habits or the micro steps is your brain doesn't have anything to resist if I say to myself, I'm going to do one push up a day, or I'm going to walk around the block one time a day. And you mentioned in our last episode some of the benefit this can be because once you start, it can be much easier to keep going. So if I say to myself, I'm going to walk for five minutes, oftentimes I will end up walking for 15 or 20. Absolutely. I I mean, it's basically tricking your brain, (laughs) which I'm all about. When we use the term movement, it's very purposeful. I also am aware of toxic diet culture and in the Western world and other places. And so it's also a recognition that um, this is not to lose weight so that you are aesthetically a certain body type or style, or you have a certain look, this is, that could be a benefit if that's what you're seeking. But our motivation is to help your nervous system and your brain heal. And so when we are talking about movement, it's very intentional that we are looking at a clinical and a non-aesthetic benefit And so I just really prefer the term movement. And that's one of the reasons. One of the things we are aware of is that the other um, term that gets talked about a lot is habits and forming habits. And a habit is an automatic behavior. So it's pretty it's pretty amazing once we get our behavior to be automated. And we know that um, it is possible. Uh, Most of us brush our teeth every day. Most of us brush our hair every day. Most of us eat every day. I mean, that also has a different biological drive where we're hungry, but we are able to form habits and habits are repeated behaviors that are automated. So the the real challenge is how to get our brain to make this into a habit. And Lena, we were talking before we started recording that one of the most interesting parts in the research for you is how these habits get formed when we move our body. Can you talk about that? Yes. I was so intrigued by this concept. So the idea is that there are certain behaviors that 
will are always be beneficial for our health. And that if we can learn how to automate those behaviors, then we don't have to rely on interest and we don't have to rely on motivation in order to have those behaviors a part of our daily life. Um, your example of brushing the teeth is great because when we wake up and get ready for our day, most of us will automatically brush our teeth first. And we don't leave the house without brushing our teeth because it can be um, awkward. And so we have built a habit. And the interesting thing about neuropathways and habits is that once you have a behavior that's linked to an external cue, so I wake up, I brush my teeth, or I get ready for bed, I brush my teeth. And when you can link a new behavior to an external cue and just practice doing it consistently, it actually forms new neural pathways. And those neural pathways become what we call myelinated, which is when they're wrapped in a layer of fat and they are very, very difficult to break. And if we understand that the building of habits through micro steps and repeating the micro step consistently for several weeks based on external cues, then pretty soon we don't even think about it consciously. We just do it. I love that because some of my habits I'm trying to unmyelinate. <laughs> <laughs> me too. And um, so I just, it feels very hopeful for me that we can make these changes and we can incrementally move, no pun intended, but move towards the, <laughs> the person we want to be, right? Yeah. Um, and we all have those things we want to stop and we want to, and other things that we want to include in our core priority list for the day. Mm -hmm. So what, what you're talking about with, um, myelination is the, uh, not just the learning phase. When we first start a new behavior, there's a learning phase. Right. And, um, during that time where we need to repeat the behavior consistently over and over. And that's one reason we think the challenge is so important because we can consistently move for a mile each day. So that is the learning phase. And then we go into a stability phase of the habit where we're starting to form the habit and um, it starts to strengthen. And that's when we're going to get some of the myelination going on. So what happens when it's myelinated as well is it's like a shortcut in the brain. So we don't Absolutely. have to think, I have to go move my body for a mile. It's like, it just, it's not even a question anymore. It's just something you do. And mm -hmm. that's exciting to me. So one of the, one of the pieces of research that we have really grabbed onto and we use in our program is um, this idea of self-reporting. And what that looks like when we're starting a new behavior or doing micro steps is kind of tracking how we're doing. And so we want to encourage you in order to do this micro step of just simply getting outside or getting on your bike or jumping in the pool, however you choose to move for a mile, we want to encourage you to record each day what you did. And it's okay if you skip. This is not a, 
you have to have a hundred percent challenge or you fail. This is, we are, it's progress over perfection. And so we are going to continue to work on our habit formation one little micro step at a time. But when we self-report and we have our own accountability just between ourselves and a piece of paper, that actually can help, which is amazing. Yes, there's a ton of research on that. So that's a really great point to bring up. Um, I'm thinking of a challenge that you and I are going to be starting on July 1st with um, a member of our community here in Missouri. And um, the challenge is 45 minutes of exercise a day. And my brain is really resistant to changing certain habits. And so what I've decided to do is that first week or week and a half, I'm going to commit to doing 20 minutes a day because the consistency is more important in, in habit formation than the amount of time. And so um, being able to take a look at what you desire or what the challenge is and then adapting it so that your brain is not so resistant, that is a way of taking a shortcut around the brain that hates change. And it's a brilliant idea because something is always better than none thing. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you for that. And I love that. I was thinking about some of my good friends that absolutely love to move their body. And I want to just issue a challenge. If you're a listener and this is such a no brainer, you've already got all of this movement myelinated. It is auto firing in your brain. Think about something else that you've been wanting to tackle and choose a micro step for that. You can still follow along all month with our challenge and just in your head, instead of moving a mile, it could be scrolling for 10 minutes less or whatever it is you want to substitute. One of the myths we want to kind of bust here is how long it takes to form a habit. And the research actually shows that it can take up to 10 weeks. So the 21 days, the 30 days, those aren't necessarily um, accurate based on research, but it is a little bit longer. And that makes sense when you think about a habit needing a learning phase and then a stabilization phase, and then a finally myelination with with the brain. So just hang in there and understand that again, a little step is better than no step. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to go deeper on this subject or any other subjects we've covered in the podcast, we are so excited to be launching our signature membership program at MendingTrauma.com. This is a trauma-informed mental health membership where we combine clinically effective practices, courses, and mentoring while putting you in the driver's seat. We teach you how to heal your trauma with the latest research combining mind, body, and spirit. We want to walk you through a healing journey while also empowering you. If you have felt this episode is helpful, we would absolutely love if you would go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your pods and give us a review. We'd also love it if you would share it with someone you think it might help. Tag us on social media at mendingtrauma.com or at Amy Hoyt PhD. We would love to reshare. And also, if there's 
anything we can do to help, we would love to hear from you. Email info at mendingtrauma.com. Give us your suggestions or topics you want to hear about. We would absolutely love to be of more service to you. We're so excited because we have so many good episodes coming up in season two, and we can't wait to go on this journey with you.